Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. This is Watchmen on the Wall. The end time radio internet ministry calling on you to be alert, be on the wire, be on guard. The king of kings is on his way back to earth. I want to let you know this evening, Jesus Christ is alive. Jesus Christ is set it on the right-hand side of the Father in heaven, making any decision for you and I. He did it 2,000 years ago. When he came down here and died for our sins, that we might be saved. The Bible said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He came to save the first time. The second time he coming, coming to judge the world in righteousness. This is Elder G. Bazaar calling on you to pay attention to the word of God. Not to me, but to the word of God, because God's word is sure. God's word is real. God's word is genuine. God's word is inspired to do what? To inspire people's heart, minds, and soul to let them know that Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. Flesh, Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. God was manifested in the flesh seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, received back up into glory, coming back again to get a, what? A church that he purchased with his own blood. Jesus Christ died once and for all for the sins of the whole wild world. He died for everybody. He just didn't die for a certain class of people. He died for his whole humanity. He died for the family of Adam and Eve. We are the Results of the family of Adam and Eve. We all come from Adam and Eve. <clears throat> in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve was in the garden, God gave them instructions to know how to stay in the state that they were in, innocence. And he told them, said, there's a tree in the midst of the garden. Don't eat it. Don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat it, you shall surely die. Not a physical death but a spiritual death. In other words, you will be separated from God, separated from God. You will be on your own. And the reason why they were on their own, Eve listened to Satan. Satan came in the garden. Satan was a fallen cherubim, anointed cherubim, found in the book of Isaiah 14 chapter and found in the book of Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, shows you where Satan was, or where Lucifer was before he became Satan, because he was Lucifer, son of the morning, but he became Satan after he had failed, which means adversary. And Lucifer wanted to take over the throne of God. I said Lucifer wanted to take over the throne of God. He wanted to rule in God's place. He wanted to be like God, have the power of God, do the things that God did, but he could not. He was not qualified. God created Lucifer. Lucifer can't create. 
Lucifer came from nothing because God spoke to nothing, and Lucifer appeared to be the guardian of God's throne. He was to guard the throne of God, and he was to be the director of the heavenly angels in heaven to sing and praise to God. That was his job. His job was to let the angels know that he was only anointed cherubim, and God knows, and Lucifer knows that he was a created being. He has never been in a place of self-existence, but God is. God was before anything was. God existed at all times, all times. He never had a beginning. He never would have an end. At one time in history, in ions and eons, God was all by himself because he was self-existence. And by him being except existed, nothing came before him and nothing would be after him. But when he created the angels in heaven, he gave them a position. And the position was to be ministering spirits and being able to do God's service and work when God wouldn't have to do it. Oh, he could have did it, but he wanted some service. So he wanted praises. God loved praises. He wanted to be acknowledged. God is a spirit, and those that worship him, those that honor him, those that love him, those that adore him, those that serve him must worship him in spirit, in spirit, and in truth. You cannot be a worshiper of God unless you worship him in spirit, unless you worship him in truth. And by that, that means that you must, you must, you have to be, you need to be born of the Spirit of God. You must have the Spirit of God before you can worship God. The only thing a sinner can do in order for him to worship God, he first has to repent. He has to repent. He has to do repent of what? Repent of his sins. Be sorry and believe upon what? The burial, the death, the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and recognize that Jesus Christ became sin offering for his sin, my sin, sins of the whole world. And Apostle Paul said in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth, and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's the choir of salvation. Jesus Christ brought salvation to this earth, and he stayed here 33 and one-half years. He did what he had to do, and that's one thing he knew that he came for if he didn't come for nothing else. He had to die. He had to die for what? Sin, because sin brings damnation. Sin can keep you out of heaven. Sin can mess your life up. Sin can kill you. Sin can warp your mind. Sin can degradate your soul and cause you uh, to do things against God. Sin is. And who is the author of sin? Satan is the author of sin. He brought sin into the world through Adam and Eve. 
If Adam and Eve wouldn't have ate the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, man would never know what sin is like. But by disobedience, sin came into the world by what? Disobedience. They disobeyed God's law. And God told Adam and Eve, don't eat it. Don't touch it. The day you eat thereof, you're going to die. In other words, you will be in the, under the influence of Lucifer. You will be under the influence of the devil, Beelzebub, the red dragon. You will be in control of Lucifer. He is controlling the world today and people's lives. He is tearing people's lives up. He is calling many, 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 many people to go to hell. Why? Because sin is what God hates. God hates the devil. He hates every fallen angel. He hates the Nephilim. He is going to get rid of them and cast them into the lake of fire at the end of time. And my friends, we're living at the end of time. We're living in the last days. Jesus Christ is getting ready to what? He's getting ready to come back to this earth. But he can't come back. He cannot come back and step his foot on the top of Mount of Olives until the last great event is going to happen on this earth, and that is the seven-year tribulation period. The seven-year tribulation period. There's a period that's coming up on the earth right now called the tribulation period. That tribulation period will be under the influence of Lucifer. Lucifer will become and is the God of this age. He rules mankind now. And what God is doing, what God done done, what God is going to do, God's going to give man an opportunity. God's going to give a man <clears throat> a free choice. God is giving man a free choice. Choose the Lord God Almighty and his son Jesus Christ or you will choose the devil and all his wicked angels. Make your choice. Make your choice. Choose you this day in whom you're going to serve. Joshua said that, and Joshua was saying, this day I'm going to serve the Lord. Who are you serving today? Who are you worshiping today? Who are you praying to today? Who are you, who are you singing to today? Who are you loving today? Do you love Jesus Christ? Not as your Savior, but love Jesus Christ, who is your Savior. He's the Savior of the sinner man if he accepts him. If the sinner man accepts Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ becomes his Savior. If you're not saved, you don't have a Savior. You've got a Savior, but you don't know him. And Jesus Christ says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. Whew, take your yoke upon me and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly. He said, whosoever will, let him come. John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. We're living in the very last hours. We're living in the months. We're living in the years. We're living in so close that the world cannot see the condition that we're in. The world is in a critical, critical condition. And it's not going to get no better because the seven-year tribulation has to come up on the planet. And this seven-year tribulation 
consists of the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to come before Christ comes back to this earth. Christ won't come back. Listen to me now. Christ will not come back until at the end of the seven-year tribulation. That means seven years of judgment will be up on this earth before Christ is going to come back. And at that time of the seven-year tribulation, the seven-year tribulation cannot start, cannot start, I say cannot start until the body of Christ is raptured up. I'll say it again. The seven-year tribulation cannot occur until the church is raptured up. Well, who is the church? Where is the church? How many churches are there? There's only two churches on earth today. That's the church of Satan. That's, that goes along with all unborn believers. Church of Satan consists of sinners. Sinners. If you are a sinner, you're in the church of Satan. You belong to Satan. And a lot of people say, oh, no, I don't. I don't do bad things. Well, it's not you doing bad things that's going to put you in hell. What's going to put you in hell is that you willingly deny the blood of Jesus Christ. You deny the salvation of the Lord, which he brought at Calvary's cross. You deny the shed blood. You deny his suffering. You deny his death. You deny his resurrection. You deny him coming back. When you live in sin, not acknowledging who Jesus Christ is and accept him as your personal Savior, you belong to the church of Satan because during the tribulation period, it's going to get real bad, and you're going to have to make a decision by faith whether you're going to accept the Antichrist or whether you're going to accept Jesus Christ. The Antichrist is satanic. The Antichrist is diabolical. The Antichrist is wicked people. Listen to me. Wicked people who have not accepted Christ. You're wicked if you don't know who Jesus Christ is. Oh, I ain't wicked. I'm a good person. No, no, that ain't the way it goes. A wicked person is a person who don't know who Jesus is. That's a wicked person. Because that person who don't know don't know who Jesus is, if they willingly, authentically reject the greatest sacrifice that ever was made on this side of heaven or on the other side of heaven or the lowest bowels of the earth, there is no other salvation that a man can escape hell and the damnations of hell and escape the power of sin, the only way that he can escape it is through the power and the blood of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ made the ultimate sacrifice because Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh, and God can do anything but fail. And he did not fail when he came down here and died for your sins and dropped his head. He did not fail of getting up out the grave. He did not fail going back to heaven saying, I'm coming back again. He did not fail. He made a 110% guarantee. 
guarantee you that he was going to die, that he had power enough to lay down his body. He had power enough to pick up his body. He kept that promise, and he's still going to keep the promise of his return. And now we're living in the age now, getting ready for the return of Jesus Christ. I've been getting ready ever since I was preaching the gospel, and that's way back yonder. That's way back yonder. I accepted Jesus Christ when I was nine years old. And I'm not saying I didn't sin after I received Christ. But Christ called, Jesus Christ called me to preach the gospel in 1965. I've been preaching the gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for almost 58 years. And I've been preaching that he died and rose again, that he's coming back again. And when he comes back again, he's coming back in power and in great glory. And he's soon to come back because the Bible says and when you see these things come to pass, what you see? I see wars. Lord, have mercy. What do you see? I see wars. What do you see? I see pestilence and diseases. What do you see? I see killing and murdering. I, what do you see? I see gambling and drug addicts. What do you see? I see homosexuals. I see adulterers. I see fornicators. I see this. I I'm feeling it because the world is going mad. And the Bible says in the 24th chapter of St. Matthew, it tells you exactly what's going to happen before Christ comes and during his return. It says in the 24th chapter of St. Matthew, it says this. Jesus told his disciples on the top, of the Mount of Olives, they asked him what would be the sign of the return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The disciples came to him privately, privately. Tell us when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming? What's going to be the sign of your coming? How, how do I know that you're coming back? What's going to be on the earth when you get ready to come back? Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming, and the end of the world, end of the world. Let's see now. A lot of people say end of the world is when the Lord's going to blow up the whole world, and it'll be the end of it. That's not the end of the world. But he's saying this, it's going to be the end of sin. When will the end of sin stop? When will the end of the world actually be renovated and burned up? And, re, and, and restored. It will happen at the end of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Because you see, Jesus Christ has been gone 2,000 years. 2,000 years and 4,000 years equals 6,000 years. 6,000 years is up. So we got another 1,000 years for Christ to be on this earth. So the earth is not going to be destroyed until after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ, because there's one more dispensation has to be fulfilled. Six dispensations have been fulfilled already, and there is a seventh one called the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. So the end of the world will mean end of the global world. God is going to do what? He's going to cleanse the world of all sin, all sin. He's going to eliminate it, and it won't be eliminated until 
the end of the millennium reign. Oh, let me understand. Let me understand what you understand. What you understand. This is what's getting ready to happen. The end of the world is not when Christ comes back. It's the end of the age. It's the end of sin because the devil is going to be done away with. I hear you talking. I hear you saying amen. The devil is going to be done away with. He's going to be put after the seven-year tribulation. He, first, he's going to be put in a bottomless pit. All his demons, all his cohorts, all his diabolical Nephilim, all the wicked spirits will be put up in the bottomless pit for a thousand years, and Christ will come back on the top of the Mount of Olives, and he will start the millennium reign, and the millennium reign will last a thousand years, and those that come through the great tribulation that say that's in their natural body, that was redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ is going to repopulate the earth one more time. One more time, the earth is going to be repopulated. You remember the flood of Noah? You remember when Noah preached for 100 years and told the people it's going to rain, judgment is coming, and the people laughed at him. They partied. They did everything they wanted to do. They called the man, old crazy fool, ain't going to rain. By the way, what is rain? They laughed at him. They they poked fun at it. But Noah said, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. And out of all the people that was up on the earth at that time, listen to what I'm saying. Only, only, only eight people, only eight people got on the boat. Only eight individuals got on the boat. And that was Noah, his wife, his three sons, and his daughter-in-law got on the boat. When they got on the boat, God sealed the door, and after the door was sealed, Within seven days, it started to rain. The water broke up from the deep, and water came down from heaven, and it rained, it rained, it rained. How many days did it rain? It rained 40 days and 40 nights, 24-7. It rained, and it rained, and it rained, and it rained. It rained so long and so hard that the whole world was flooded and all those that was left outside of the ark drowned. The drowned, the Nephilim, the demons, everything drowned. And nobody was left upon the planet but Noah, his three sons, and three daughter-in-laws, and Noah's wife. And guess what they did? They repopulated the earth. For the first time, and God got rid of the sin until it was, until it was real quiet. There wasn't too much going on after the flood, but men began to multiply upon the earth. And guess what? Sin was still there. Sin was still there. 
And ever since the time of Noah until this present day, sin is still in the world. The devil is still loose. The devil is doing the same thing he did before the flood. He's doing it now. And the world is saying there ain't no such thing as the second coming of Jesus Christ. I've been hearing this for I don't know how long, and I have been preaching, been preaching about it. I seen see people be crying about it. I seen people been shouting about it. I seen people been all kind of denials of saying that he's not coming back. But you're sadly mistaken. If you think Jesus Christ is not coming back, you are the biggest fool walking on the planet. You are a big fool walking on the planet because Christ is coming back. You can see the sign. You can see it all over the news broadcast. You can see about the war that's going on today. There's over 40 wars worldwide going on today. There's earthquakes. Let's see what Jesus Christ said, what will be happening before he comes back, before he touches his feet on this earth. What's going to transpire? He said this. Tell us when these things shall be, and what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, shall deceive many. What is Jesus saying? What is he saying? He is saying many men. Many men will come on this earth between between the resurrection and me going back to heaven until I come back again. Many men will come in my name saying that they're Jesus. And there has been so many men on the planet since Jesus left this earth saying that they're Jesus Christ. There's no man on this earth can take the deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one that's the true Christ. Other men have claimed the deity of Christ. They're a liar. He said, listen, listen what he said. He said, many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. The greatest of these shall be the Antichrist, who will claim to be the Messiah. Now, of all the men that have ever been since Jesus Christ left this earth, because in the Old Testament, men claimed to be gods. In the New Testament, men claimed to be Jesus Christ. And if a man says that he is Jesus Christ, he's saying that he's God Almighty, because God Almighty is Jesus Christ in the flesh. So Jesus Christ is the Christ because he did only what Christ could do. But these men comes on the scene now, they just saying they're Jesus Christ, but they haven't done nothing. They haven't they haven't they haven't showed anybody that they are really the true God because they're false gods. They're gonna come in who? They're gonna come in Christ's name saying I am Christ. And this is what Jesus said. Shall deceive many and when you hear these men talking about their Jesus Christ, don't believe them. None of them. None of them. None of them. None of them. Because Christ is not on this earth right now. He's in heaven. But the Antichrist is on the earth now. He's alive. 
He's waiting for a specific time in which he can arrive. And he can arrive until Jesus removes his body. His body is the church. That's the true church. The true church is under the influence of the Holy Ghost. The false church is under the influence of satanic powers, satanic demons, satanic cohorts, satanic Nephilim. They're under the power of wicked, 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 wicked spirits that hovers the earth. And in now they're in first and second heavens because Satan is the prince power of the air. He rules the air. He rules the media. He rules all the wicked things that's going on on the planet today, but he can't rule the cross. He can't rule the resurrection. He can't rule God. And God is taking his sacrifice that he died and rose again, and guess what he's doing with it? He's saving souls by faith in Jesus Christ and believing that Christ who had no sin, became sin, that through his death, burden, and resurrection, man can be saved. Man can't be saved without the blood of Christ. And if you can't be saved without the blood of Jesus Christ, guess what? Then Jesus Christ was a phony. Jesus Christ was a quack. And I'm going to tell you right now, he was not a quack. He was God Almighty in the flesh, and he died and rose again, and he's coming back to get a church. And Satan is mad because, number one, he's trying to get back into the church. He's trying to get back in heaven. He's trying to tell people that you can serve God any old way you want to. You can say what you want to do, go where you want to go, and still be saved. But let me tell you, when you get saved, you get saved, saved from sin, death, hell, and the grave. When you get saved, you don't want to you don't want to sin against God. Well, if you ain't saved, good God Almighty, you don't care nothing about your soul. You don't care nothing about salvation because Apostle Paul said, "Preaching of the cross to those that perish is foolishness," and preaching the cross today to the population of the world, majority of the world, saying it's foolishness. It's a waste of time. There ain't nothing to their salvation, but they're a lying wonder. The devil knows it. Listen to what it says. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars has abounded from the beginning, but will accelerate during the first half of the great tribulation. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. 2,000 years, 2,000 years is gone. 2,000 years is almost complete. 2,000 years is coming to the end. 2,000 years, every Bible prophecy that Jesus Christ prophesied in 24th Matthew has been fulfilled, and it's fulfilled over and over again until it comes to the head. And it shall deceive many. See that you be not troubled. For these things must come to pass. Concerned true believers, we are very near present to the beginning of the fulfillment what Jesus said. The end will be at the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's the end of the age. But that's the end of the 2,000 years when Christ comes back 
because every 2,000 years, something great happened. What happened? From Adam to Abraham. From Abraham to the birth of Christ. From the birth of Christ to the second coming, is each interval is 2,000 years, which equals 6,000 years. And we're in the last 6,000 years, just a few hours, ooh, just a few days, because Israel is celebrating the 75th birth, 75th birthday of being in existence since 1948. 48 concludes 75 years. And Israel had the new birth, 1948. They came out of the valley of the dry bone. And the dry bone was reunited in 1948. From 1948 until now, Israel has come back in the land, and they are preparing now. This is what the Jews are preparing for. They are preparing for the Messiah to come. But they have the wrong Messiah. The Messiah that's coming before Jesus Christ comes is called the Antichrist. There are antichrists all over the world. And who is an antichrist? Anybody that denies that Jesus Christ is God Almighty is antichrist. Anybody that walks around in unbelief and don't believe the cross and don't believe the resurrection and don't believe the death and don't believe what Christ is or who he is is antichrist because they're anti-God. They are they're against they're against the atonement of the cross. And if you're against the atonement of the blood of Jesus Christ, you're antichrist. So a non-believer is an antichrist. There's many antichrists, but the chief one is getting ready to come. And the chief antichrist is the devil that's going to be using what? The man of sin. The man of sin is on the earth now. The son of perdition is on the earth now. And he's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting for what? He's waiting for trumpets to be blown. He's waiting for the dead in Christ to be resurrected. He's waiting for those that remain alive should be caught meet the Lord in the air. That's the rapture of the true church, and only the true church will go. There's nobody going to heaven without being born again. There's nobody going to heaven without being shed uh, been washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's nobody going to heaven unless they've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. There's nobody going to heaven unless they have been of a changed life and they're walking in the newness of life. There's nobody going to heaven until the word of God says your name is written in the Lamb book of life. And if your name is not written in the Lamb book of life with the blood of Jesus Christ, you'll be left here. You'll be left here on this earth. And if you're left here on this earth, you will meet the Antichrist. You will meet the Antichrist. You will meet the man of sin. You will meet the man that the devil's going to use, he's going to use to do miracles with, that try to convince the world that this man that's a false, phony quack, is the true Christ. But Christ is not coming ooh, from the desert. He's not coming on no airplane. He's not coming on no, no train. He's not coming in nothing. He's coming in power and in great glory at the end of the tribulation period. And when he comes to get the church, he's not coming on the earth. He's not going to touch the earth. He's going to rapture the church up. We're going to be removed from this whole world. 
This whole world is in a mess. This world is headed for destruction on the eve of destruction. It's a critical time we're living in now. The church is going to sleep. The son of man is spitting at the church. The liar is spitting at the church. Some people in the church spitting at the church. Everybody in church ain't saved. Because you go to church, that don't mean you saved. You got to be born again. You got to accept Jesus Christ. Because let me tell you something. This is a personal relationship. This is a personal relationship. In other words, if you want to go to heaven personally, if you want to see Jesus personally, if you want to live forever personally, if you want to shop and sing personally, if you want to live forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever personally, if you want to live like that, you got to come to Jesus Christ in a repentant spirit. You got to repent from your low down, cutthroat, sinful self and confess your sins to Jesus Christ and repent of your sin and fall on your sin, bend the knee and call on the name of the Lord. Because when Christ comes, it's going to be like a twinkling of an eye, like a twinkling of an eye, one thousand of a one thousand of a second, the saints of God will disappear. Sixth chapter, and you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. Be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be pestilence, coronavirus, all kinds of venereal diseases, all kinds of pestilence is going to sweep over the earth. There will be famines and earthquakes in divers places. All these things are the beginning of sorrow. What? All these things are the beginning of sorrow, but the end is not yet. The seven-year tribulation will be hell on earth. The first three and one-half years will be a semi-peace, but war is going to break out. Jerusalem now is a hot box. Jerusalem now is being attacked by six different rational jihad Hamas nation. They're shooting rockets at Israel. They're trying to get rid of Israel, but you can't get rid of Israel because Israel is God's chosen people, and Israel is going to be effective in the seven-year tribulation because they got to preach the gospel according to the seventh chapter of Revelation. The 144,000 got to preach for three and one-half years, and then Moses and Elijah got to preach for the last three and one-half years. So Israel cannot be destroyed. Israel will last forever. Israel is God's chosen people because out of Israel came the root and offspring of David. Out of Israel, the Holy Bible was written. Out of Israel, God showed, it showed the nation that Israel was a chosen nation because they're the only ones that have been in contact with the true and living God. I'm talking about the God of gods and the Lord of lords. I'm talking about 
about the Prince of Peace and the Everlasting Father. I'm talking about the one that suffered and died on Calvary's cross and dropped his head and went out into the bowels of hell and preached to those in prison. I'm talking about the one that came up on the third day morning with all power, all power, all power in heaven and earth in his hand, and he's been gone. He's been gone. He's been gone for a long time. He's been gone for 2,000 years in wars and wars and on top of wars. World War One, Jewish wars, Gentile wars, World War II, Korean War, Vietnam War, war Desert War, war all over the world, war in Africa, war in Russia, war in China, war in Taiwan, war in Bangladesh, war in Turkey, war in Israel, wars, wars. And rumors of war, killing and murdering rockets and IBM rockets and CBM rockets and, and neutron bombs, the atomic bomb, the A bomb. Good God Almighty, men are getting rockets and they're shooting them all over Israel, trying to get rid of them, but they can't do it because Jesus said, This is the beginning of sorrow. You ain't seen nothing yet. All these things are the beginning of sorrow. The first three and one half years is going to be a little lighter. But the last three and one half years, guess what? Hell, hell will be set loose on this earth. Do you hear what I said? Hell will be set loose on this earth. But first, the Antichrist got to get the people to believe that he is Jesus Christ when he's not Jesus Christ. So when he comes on the Saying he's going to come on a peace platform. The Jews are going to accept him because the Antichrist is going to make a seven-year covenant that he will protect Israel from all the other nations. In the book of Zechariah, let's get that. In the book of Zechariah, it tells me the condition that Israel is going to be in when Jesus Christ comes back. Listen to what it says. It says, the burden of the word of the Lord, Israel, the 12th chapter of Zechariah, says the Lord, which stretches forth the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and form the spirit of man within him. Behold, this is Bible now. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round and about, when they shall be in the siege, both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day, I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All who burden themselves with it, it shall be cut into pieces, though all people of the earth shall be gathered against it. The scriptures here is reading about Jerusalem becoming a cup of trembling. And all the people that are surrounding Jerusalem right now, 2023, they are trying to destroy the Jewish nation. They're shooting, like I said, missiles, missiles, rockets, bombs. And Jerusalem is going to become a cup of trembling for the people around Jerusalem. 
And in that day, what day? 2023, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 2030. Woo! In that day, I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All people who burden themselves with it shall be cut into pieces, though all the people of the earth shall be gathered against it. You hear what it says? It says all the people of the earth will be gathered against the Jewish people and Jerusalem. And God said anybody that comes against Jerusalem, I'm going to cut them into pieces. I'm going to sliver them. I'm going to annihilate them. I'm going to let them know you don't mess with my people. My people is a holy people. Oh, I know what you're saying. The Jews rebelled. They rejected Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ came to his own and his own received them not, but as many received him, give them power to become the sons of God. There's going to be a remnant be saved in Jerusalem. The Jewish nation is going to be saved. Yes, it's going to be a remnant. It's going to be a small group. But the Lord said, don't you touch them. Don't you bother them. Don't you speak hard against them. Why? Because I'm going to use them in the last days. I'm going to use them so dynamic. I'm going to use them so extravagant. I'm going to use them so powerful that it's going to cause a great revival during the time of the tribulation period. And the great revival will be started in the seventh chapter of Revelation, where he says, I've seen 144,000, uh, 12,000 from each tribe of, of Israel, and they're going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. They're going to tell the world that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, and it won't be the one that's in Jerusalem. He said, I'm going to tell you the one that's getting ready to come, because the Antichrist is Antichrist is coming before the true Christ is coming. And so the Jews are going to be speaking against the Antichrist and telling the world the one that's getting ready to come. He is the one that he's going to set up the millennial kingdom. He is the one that died on Calvary's cross. He is the one that was put in the grave. He is the one that got up on the third day morning. He is the one, good God Almighty, that's coming back with power and great glory. And in that day, I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone, and all the people, all who burden themselves, shall be cut into pieces, and all the people of the earth gathered together against it. The first phase refers to the stone, which is difficult to lift up or move. The effort of the Antichrist is displaced. It will cause his own destruction. For the stone of Daniel, that was hewed outside of the mountain, will fall up on him from heaven. All who burden themselves with it shall be cut to pieces. Concern any and all nations of the world which join with the Antichrist in his effort to destroy Jerusalem and Judah at the Battle of Armageddon. Now, this is where the head comes from, the Battle of Armageddon. That's the end of the age, not the end of the world, but the end of the age. This is where Satan will be literally put in the bottomless pit and all his age. That's the end of Satan for that period of time because he's going to be bound in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years of imprisonment. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Why? Because when they put him in the pit, they, the world will be different. 
He won't be able to rage and ramsack people's lives. He will be put in the bottom's pit, and the Lord God will take those who came through the tribulation in their natural body, go into the millennium reign, and repopulate the earth for a thousand years, and everything will be restored. But there's one sin that 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 the world will have to deal with, and that's the sin of unbelief. Because that's a sin that God said that you cannot blame the devil on. You can't blame the devil on unbelief. Because the devil believes more than the Christian, believes more than the sinner. The devil used to be in God's presence. The devil used to be in heaven. The devil used to be the protector of God's throne. The devil used to be the choir director. The devil used to be the administrative business man taking care of God's work in heaven. So he knows there's a God. He knows there's a Christ. He knows he died. He knows he got up from the grave. So now he is going to prove, God is going to prove to man that one sin you can't blame on him, and that's unbelief. That's a sin of mankind. Because when you're born, this, <clears throat> when a baby is born, is born in unbelief until he comes to believe. Is born in innocence. So when the millennium reign starts, the devil will be bound. We want to bother him. He won't be able to bother us no more. No more. Because from the bottomless pit, after he come up out of the bottomless pit, at the end of the millennium reign, and he's going to try to ransack Jerusalem again, that the old crazy, low-down, dirty, rotten, conniving, bells above, uh, cherubim, Lucifer won't give up, but the only time he's going to have to give up, and that's when he is put into the lake of fire and burned forever in all his cohorts. And in hell, he won't be able to do nothing but burn. And all the demons and cohorts and nephilims and wicked scorpion spirits will be burning forever and ever and ever. And all those, all those, all those, all those that reject the greatest atonement that God has ever made, his son Jesus Christ, and those that reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and the salvation of the soul and reject the blood of Jesus Christ will burn with Lucifer, will burn with the demons and devils. They will be gnashing and gashing of teeth. And that's the end of the millennium reign. The battle of Armageddon will happen after Christ comes back to the earth. And he would destroy all the armies of the world that comes against Jerusalem. All the armies. The Air Force, the Navy, the whatever, all the armed forces that nations have will try to go to Jerusalem and circumference it all the way around. And when they try to do that, they tell me the Bible says the sun will go out the moon would go out, and it would be pitch black. And then the Bible says, this is what the Bible says. It says, and heaven open. In other words, the sky, the atmosphere is going to split wide open, and Christ 
is going to descend from heaven with a shout. And when he comes back with a shout, he's coming back on a white horse. And those that follow him is the church going to be on white horses. And they're going to stand on the top of the Mount of Olives. And they're going to go into the millennium reign. And Lucifer is going to be bound in the bottomless pit for a thousand years and all his demons. And like I said, after the thousand years are over, he's going to come back and try to make a rehearsal to still try to defeat God Almighty. He's lost. Lucifer lost. The devils and demons lost. They're on the losing side. They have never, 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 never won the battle. Never won the battle. The only thing that Satan is doing is destroying people's souls. And he only can do that with their permission. The devil can't destroy your soul or can't damn your soul when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the devil can't touch you. He can't touch your soul. He can't touch your spirit. He can't touch your destination. Why? Your destination is to live with Jesus, and he can't make no detour for you to turn back. Because the Lord said, when I seal you with my Holy Spirit, I seal you unto the day of redemption. I claim you back forever. No man can pluck you out of my hand. So if you've been born again, saved and sanctified, Satan can't touch you with nothing. The only thing he can mess with you is that old flesh, the world, and the devil. That's the only thing he can mess with you, and that he can only mess with you. He cannot take your soul and damn it. He can't take your soul to hell with him. Why? Because you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and the blood of the Lamb woo, will tear hell up. The blood of the Lamb will put fire, more fire in hell for those that reject Jesus Christ. So let me tell you something. No blood can ever, the blood of Christ will never enter into heaven. The blood of Christ will never enter into hell. Excuse me, I didn't mean to say that. The blood of Jesus Christ will never enter into hell and stay there. Hell trembles at the blood of Christ. The devil trembles at the blood of Christ. Why? Because that's the only power that can eliminate sin in your soul, the blood of Christ. Not you doing good, not by you going to church, paying your tithe. That ain't, that ain't going to save you. I don't care if you got the angels' wings flying across the heavens. If you haven't been born again, hell would be where you abode. Whether you're, a preacher, whether you're a bishop, whether you're a preacher, whether you're a deacon, whether you're a choir member, whether you're a secretary, I don't care. You've got to be, have to be, need to be born again of what? Spirit of God. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. For the soul is in the blood. When Christ died, that blood poured out of his body was shed on Calvary's cross. But the spirit still exists. The blood still exists. You don't see it, but the blood still exists. When he opened that fountain and shed that blood, he paid the penalty for sin. 
And by him paying the penalty, that blood, if you accept the blood of Christ, it will wash you, make you, sanctify you, justify you, woo, glorify you in his blood. Now you're a child of God forever. And Satan don't like it. You know why? Because he hates God. He hates mankind. He hates God's creation. He wants to get rid of it. And he can't get rid of it because God is everlasting. God is self-existence. God don't need nobody. But we need him every day. The devil knows he lost. In the book of the 24th chapter, St. Matthew, we get back at that. Let's go back, 24, and see what it says. All these shall be famines, pestilence, earthquakes, and divers places. Many earthquakes are going to occur. All these things, the beginning of sorrow. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. There's a great martyrism coming. And you shall be hated of all nations. That's the Jews. The Jews will be hated of all nations. It's, it's here today. Jewish synagogues are being bombed. Jews are being killed. And Christians being killed. Why? Because the devil hates the Jew and he hates the Christian. Why? Because they're crisis people. If you're a Jew, you still got to be saved. But Jews are chosen. What? He's chosen because of Abraham. Abraham was a faithful man. Abraham was a righteous man. Abraham was a friend of God. Abraham did everything that God called him to do. And he said, because you've done this, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And one nation I'm going to use is a Jewish nation because through him, through the, through the Jewish nation, I'm going to bring the Messiah in. And Jesus Christ was a Jew. You got it? And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets shall deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. There's no love in the world today is wax cold. Many people, many people are living wax cold, no love. I'm talking about the love of God. I ain't talking about this Aries love or brotherly love. I'm talking about the love of God. But he who endured to the end, saying shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end shall come. Jesus Christ is not going to come until the gospel it's preached to all the world. Well, where is that going to happen? That's going to happen during the tribulation period. The seven-year tribulation period is the beginning of where the gospel will preach to all the world. How is that going to happen? Well, you've got the 144,000. You've got the two witnesses. These guys are going to turn the world upside down. It's going to be televised. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on Twitter. It's going to be on uh, 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 
TikTok. It's going to be on every little old broadcasting program you got because these 144,000 are going to be worldwide. People are going to hear these people around the world, around the world, around the world. And they're going to hear for how long? 1,260 days. That's three and one half years. That's 42 months. And that's times one year times two years, and a half a time, a half a year. It's going to be preached around the world through Internet satellite. State-of-the-art technology is going to provide that the gospel will be preached by the Jewish 144,000 around the world, and the whole world is going to see it. They're going to see it. They're going to hear it. They're going to witness these men preaching the gospel for 1,260 days, 24-7, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all day long, all night long. Good God Almighty, it's going to shake up the course of the earth. It's going to cause a great revival where during the time of the tribulation period, many souls will come in and accept Jesus Christ by the preaching of the 144,000. Yes, indeed. It's going to preach it. And they tell me, uh, somebody said, I'd like to know how many is going to come. Uh-huh. Come on now. How many is going to come out of each tribe? In the seventh chapter of the book of Revelation, we will find out that the that the 144,000, let's see what it says. It says, from the tribe of Judah, it's going to be 12,000. From the tribe of Reuben, there's going to be 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Nephilim, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Ephraim and Benjamin, 12,000. The tribe of Dan is omitted. So there'll be 144,000 virgin men that have never been enticed with the world affairs. They will be men. And the power of the Holy Ghost will be infused in them. And they will be similar like the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts when everybody was with one accord in one place and they heard a mighty sound from heaven and it filled the house where they were sitting and they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in other tongues and these 144,000 is going to do another great, 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 infilling of the Holy Spirit that it will fill the earth with the knowledge of the Lord. And many people will come to Jesus Christ during the first part of the tribulation, which will be three and one half years. Now, can't you imagine every day, every day, every day, every hour, every minute, every second, these men will be preaching. 
They will set your soul on fire, and people will recognize that this is the hand of God, and God is getting ready to come back to this earth. But before he come back, the Jewish people have to preach the gospel because they have never preached the gospel as a nation since they were born. And since they were born, they went away from the Lord. They disobeyed God. They went in rebellion until the Lord brought them back into the land of Jerusalem. And now they're back into the land of Jerusalem, and they're getting ready to build a temple. They're getting ready to offer sacrifices. They're getting ready for the Antichrist because in the time of the rapture of the church, uh, the Antichrist will come, and he will make a seven-year covenant with the Jewish people and tell them that he will protect them from all the other nations that surround them. And the Jews will say, this is my Messiah. And the Gentile nation will see that the Jews are preparing this temple, and they're praying the Ark of the Covenant. They're praying the, they're getting the, uh, the temple ready. They're telling uh, right now, Jerusalem is getting the five red heifers ready. Why? Because they're trying to go back into the old judicial system, and it won't work because the old judicial system was done away with when Jesus Christ came and offered himself up as a sacrifice for sin once and for all. And he died and went in the grave and came on the third day, and they tell me Judaism is no longer in power. It takes the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ for man to be saved. And if you get saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, you can be saved right now. So what you saying, preacher? I'm saying it's 144,000. They're getting ready. They're getting ready to do the thing. The church is sleeping. The church is not awake. The preachers are not preaching the gospel. They're preaching motivation speeches. They're preaching money. They're preaching wealth. They're preaching who's this and how's this and what I got. They're not preaching the gospel. They're preaching weak garbage. If it's not Jesus, it ain't nothing but garbage. If it ain't the crucifixion, it's garbage. If it ain't the resurrection, it's garbage. If it ain't nothing else, it's got to be Christ. For he's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the one that's going to reestablish the kingdom. And the message of the 144,000 is this. The Jews will be preaching that Jesus Christ is their Messiah and that he died and rose again, and this Antichrist is not the true Messiah. The 144,000 is going to rebuke the Antichrist and rebuke his system and tell the world that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up a millennial kingdom to rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. That's the message. And Satan is saying, we don't like that. And we're going to get rid of the 144,000. And God is going to redeem the 144,000 from the face of the earth in the middle of the tribulation period. He's going to redeem those evangelists that was preaching for 1,260 days. And the world 
and the nations and the peoples and the kindreds are going to accept the message through what the Jewish evangelists, 144,000 preached. And it's going to be so dynamic that it's going to turn the world upside down because there ain't going to be no motivated speeches. There ain't going to be no mega churches. There ain't going to be no re- uh, 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 a revival. That's Because that's the last message that the Jewish people are going to have to preach. The church will not be here doing the 144,000. The church will be in, listen to what I'm saying, in heaven with their new bodies at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will be at the judgment seat where we will be judged. For our works, that the same souls, the ones that have been redeemed, those that confess Christ with their mouth and believe with their heart, those that have a new life, those will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ for their works. Their works will be tried by fire, whether it's wood, hay, or stubble, or gold, silver, or brass. They both will be cast into the fire of testing, and whatever comes out will be their reward. What do wood, hay, and stubble represent? Wood, hay, and stubble represent what the Christian done in the flesh. Oh, y'all don't y'all don't understand that. See, that's that's getting deep. That's deep. I'm not going to judgment. I'm not going to judgment for salvation. My salvation is already taken care of Calvary. I'm saved. So when I get to heaven, I'm going to be judged for my works. What did I do down here on earth for 78 years? What did I do? Did I do, did I do God's work? Did I live in the flesh? Or did I live by the Spirit? I'm saved now because... You got you got two nations fighting against. So some things, you know, Christians do, they do in the flesh, calling it they doing in the Lord is of the flesh. Because you got a war. Paul said, I got a war fighting inside of me. When I want to do good, he was present. I don't know how to perform that which is good, because he was always with me. He said, I'm fighting a battle. So what kind of battle are you fighting? Are you fighting against the flesh? Are you fighting against the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. If you if you ain't fighting against it, then that you must be doing it. But if you're a Christian and you fight against it, that means you're in the spirit because the spirit has nothing to do with the flesh. It hates the flesh. The flesh hates the spirit. The spirit hates the flesh. So when we get to heaven, we're going to be judged according to what we've done in the spirit and what we've done in the flesh. And if it's the flesh is wood, hay, and stubble, you're going to cast it into the fire. Christ is going to cast it into the fire, and when it comes out, it's coming out ashes. That means you don't get a reward because salvation is not a reward. Salvation is a gift. And since it's a gift, then you was given to you because you wanted it. Now, since you know Christ, let's see what you're going to do in the spirit for Christ because anything that's done outside of the spirit is not of Christ, don't count. Gold, silver, and brass. When it casts it into the fire and comes back out, 
It's gold, silver, and brass. So those that walked in the Spirit, talked in the Spirit, lived in the Spirit, sung in the Spirit, woo, they got a reward because it's gold, silver, and brass. You will get a crown because there's five crowns you can get. This is what's going on in heaven. So church won't be here during the tribulation period, but back on earth, there'll be bloodshed. There'll be wars and pestles and diseases and killing and murdering and raping and pornography and witchcraft and uh, 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 Luciferians and Illuminatis and secret societies and the government would be all messed up. The materialistic government, the, the economical would be messed up. People would be drinking blood. People would be drinking bitter water. People would be pulling hair out of their head. People would be doing all kinds of things that's not of God because they have rejected God. And if you reject God, there's a day coming when God is going to reject you. Whoa, my God, my God. Those that's laughing now, those that's making jokes of the church, making jokes of the Bible, they won't be laughing long because there's no laughing in hell. There's no jumping up and down in hell. There's no uh, parties in hell. There's no peace in hell. There's nothing in hell but agony and pain. Where do you want to go? You want to go with Jesus Christ? Or you want to go with the devil? Oh, yes, you got your women. You got your money. You got your fine car. You got your little you got your little shape. You got your little church going thing going together. You sing in the choir. You do all the church uh, 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 motions and stuff. But have you been born again? Because if you've not been born again, you will be left here, and there you will have to face the Antichrist. The 144,000 will be mortal, or either God will redeem them from the earth. The after effect. The after effect of the 144,000, the after effect. What, how is it going to affect the world when the world hears the 144,000 for three and one half years? What is going to happen at that time? The book of Revelation says, I'll tell you what's going to happen. In the book of Revelation, the seventh chapter, it says this. Now, I read this before. It says this. After this. After what? After the 144,000 get through with their ministry. Because God keeps his promise. God ain't never lied. He ain't never told no story. He ain't never made no mistake. He ain't never had to back up and correct something that he already done. He is perfect all the way around. And here, he promised the Jewish people, the nations of Israel, he promised Abraham, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. He promised all the people that I will deal with you for exactly 490 years. I'm going to restore you at the end of time. And God kept his promise from 440 B.C. all the way over until Jesus Christ rode through Jerusalem on the coat of an ass. And they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. You know what happened there? They crucified him. And when they crucified him, the Jewish nation was cut off from the olive tree. And by being cut off from the olive tree, 
only 483 years was fulfilled. Do y'all hear me? 483 years was fulfilled. And by that being fulfilled, the 483 years, the 490 years has not been fulfilled. The only way that it can be fulfilled is that God says, I'm going to grab the Gentiles in. And by me grab the Gentiles in, I'm going to stir up jealousy amongst the Jews. It's been 2,000 years that God has dealt with the Gentile nations. And he said, at the end of time, I'm going to cut the Gentile nations off and graft the Jews back in. And when the Jews are going to be grafted in, they'll be grafted in after the church has been caught up in the middle of the air. In a moment of a twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air. That would be the end of the Gentile reign. And when the Gentiles are a cut off, but God said, "I'm gonna cut. Mm, I'm gonna cut the Jewish nation back in to the olive tree, and that will be the fulfillment of the last seven years. And the last seven years added on to the 483 years equals 490 years. The 490 years conclude the promise that God said, "I'm gonna deal with you, and He's gonna deal with you the last seven years. And by doing this, they tell me the Jews will be like." a stick of dynamite. They're going to blow. They're going to blow the gospel around the world. They're going to tell the world that the Messiah is getting ready to come from heaven. <laughs> He's getting ready to come from heaven. And they're going to preach. And after they get through preaching, they're going to be martyrism. They're going to be killed. They're going to be slain by the Antichrist. And God is going to redeem all of them from the face of the earth. And then after this, after this is over, after the last word was said by the 144,000, John said, after this I beheld, lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all what? Of all nations, of all kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb in white robes and palms in their hands. Palms in their hands, white robes. It, it paraphrases dressed in richness of wedding garments, of purest dazzling white. These are God's blood-bought, the palm represents joy. These are the blood-bought ones that received Christ during the first part of the tribulation period, the first three and one-half years. And cried, they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Once again, we are told here how God has brought about salvation. It is through what Jesus did at the cross, and through that means alone. All the angels stood around and about the throne. This is in heaven, and about the elders, 
in heaven, and the four beasts in heaven fell before the throne in heaven on their faces and worshiped God in heaven. This tremendous volume of worship and praise has to do with what Jesus did at the cross. In his atonement for all sin by giving himself and sacrifice. And they were saying, Amen. The proclamation that the works of the Lamb is working. Blessed and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might unto our God forever and ever. As the praises to God the Father are sevenfold, they are also sevenfold to God the Son. This shows that both God and the Lamb is regarded in heaven as an entitlement to equal praise. Yeah. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these that are raised in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These these are they that came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Good God Almighty. The only way your soul can be white and made white and sanctify white and justify white is through the precious blood of the Lamb. But without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Yeah, and I said unto him, Sir, you know. And he said unto me, These are they that came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night. And in his throne shall dwell among them. Good God Almighty, and they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Neither shall the sun on them any more nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them into living fountains of water. And God shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes. This is where we're at. This is where we're getting ready to go. And when the church is in heaven, we are going to observe all of earth, earth episodes, all that's going on on earth. The church is going to witness it. They're going to witness it from heaven. We're going to see it from heaven. We see some of it now, but we're not in heaven. We see of the, the degradation and the killing and the murders and the raping and the uh, the, the, the eating of, of babies and the drinking of the blood of babies and eating their feces and witchcraft. And we have Baphomet. We have the Illuminati. We got secret societies. We got the uh, uh, skull, uh, skull and bone. We got all kinds of demonic demon occultism. We can see that, but in heaven, we are going to visualize the result of it. And the result of it, all those that participate, in the works of the devil and doing his bidding 
and worshiping the devil at the end of the life. They will be cast into the lake of fire. So when the 144,000 is done with their mission, and the great number of hosts that got saved will go through the great tribulation, there will be a great blood slaughtering, curdling, beheading going on on planet. They will be beheading people for their faith. They will be cutting people's head off with the guillotine. The guillotine is a French invention back in the 1700s. They stopped using it, but now one of our former presidents made an executive order that we bring it back into operation. And this president is alive today. He used to be the president, but he made an executive order that we, the United States of America, a democracy country, a, a, a country that's found under the the, 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 the headship of Judeo-Christian ethics and the Holy Bible. He quoted that we got to bring back the guillotine, and I'm going to make an executive order that we bring back 60,000 and plant them in the United States. And that president is Barack Obama, brought the guillotine back. The guillotine is in the United States now is hidden in the army bases down in Atlanta, Georgia, and Birmingham, Alabama, at the army depot. And Barack Obama says we got to bring it back, but they're going to bring it back. But when they bring it back, they're going to use use it for beheading those that's in the United States because the United States is going to fall under the realm and under the jurisdiction of the Antichrist. And everything that the Antichrist propagate is going to link up with your USA. And USA will become a slaughterhouse. And the USA is a slaughterhouse now because people are killing one another. And it's not because of the Christian faith. It's because Satan is roaring like a lion, seeking who he may devour. He don't care who you are, what you are, or where you're going, or where you're coming from. He don't care if you are saved or not saved. He don't care mm, if you're living for God, he can't bother you. But if you're living for him, he got you, and he's going to use it in the United States of America. America is going to fall under a dictatorship government called the New World Order. The New World Order is on its way. There's going to be a one-world religion, a one-world economical system, and a one-world religious system. And America is going to fall under the iron fist of Luciferians and diabolical demons. And now they get ready to shift it over to a New World Order at any time. There's going to be a cashless society. There ain't going to be no church meeting. There ain't going to be no prayer meeting. If you're going to pray, you got to go somewhere and hide and pray. you got to go underground. And America 
They're going to go underground, those that stand for Christ during the, during, during the tribulation period. In the middle of the tribulation period, the government's going to shift. Coming from a democracy, going into a dictatorship-type government. The Antichrist is going to rise with more power. Signs and line wonders. And the world is going to accept the Antichrist in the middle of the tribulation period. Because you know what's going to happen in the middle of the tribulation period? The Antichrist is going to be assassinated with a deadly wound to the head. And he's going to die. And he's going to lay in the morgue for exactly 72 hours. The same amount of hours Jesus Christ was in the grave. Jesus Christ was slain and hung on a tree. The Antichrist is going to be killed with a bullet to the head. And he's going to lay in the morgue for three days. Jesus Christ in the grave for three days. And what Satan is planning to do and what God is going to permit him to do, when this Antichrist be killed, he's going to lay in the morgue for three days and three nights. And at the same time, in the middle of that 12th chapter of Revelation, the 12th chapter of Revelation, the 12th chapter of Revelation, you will see that there is going to be a war in heaven, not in the habitation of heaven, but in the first and second heaven, where the clouds are and where the galaxies and the quasars and the black hole is. Satan rules that area. He's a prince power of the air. He rules in first and second heaven. Now, he has access to the world. He's the god of this world. He rules humanity now. He's got humanity backwards, upside down, crisscross, double cross. He got the world going backwards and still going forward because men rejected the blood of Christ, rejected the salvation that God has to give. People today don't want God in their life. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to go to the cross. They don't want to be merciful. They don't want to humble themselves. They don't want to fear God. Yeah. And guess what? The more you stay in sin, the more hard it is for you to even come to acknowledge that Christ died for your sins and gave himself for your sins. So when this Antichrist come to the middle of the tribulation period. When we come to the middle of the tribulation period, this is what's be going on in heaven. This is what's going on, get ready to go on in heaven in the middle of the tribulation period. Not after, not before, but in the middle. Here's what's going to happen. Twelfth chapter of Revelation, third verse, John the Revelator writes these words. And there appeared a, another wonder in heaven, 
And behold, a great red dragon denotes Satan. That's what Satan is. Having seven heads, the seven world empires. What are the seven world empires that will rule this time together? Is the Egyptian empire, the Assyrian empire, the Babylonian empire, the Median Persian empire, the Grecian empire, the Roman empire. That's seven world empires. He will have control of the seven world empires down to history. And ten horns. What are the ten horns? The ten horns are the European common markets nations. The ten horns are. The ten horns are in play right now. The ten horns was completed in 1986. The last horn that came in that was the tenth horn was Greece. That was in 1981. In 1986, Another country in there came in, and that's the country in which Daniel saw of the 11th horn. And the 11th horn had eyes that spoke great things against the Most High. This symbolizes the Antichrist. The Antichrist is the 11th horn. Well, what country came into power as the 11th horn in 1986? In 1986, Spain came in power of the 10 European common market nations. And out of Spain came a man named Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos was the king of Spain from 1975 to 2014. Juan Carlos had a son called King Felipe. In 2014, Juan Carlos was up in age, and he was too old to even be a king, and he gave the throne to his son, King Felipe. King Felipe has been the king of Spain since 2014. He is now 55 years old. He is, this is what I'm saying now, listen, 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 listen. He is, without a shadow of a doubt, the Antichrist. That's the man. No other but the man. And you say, why? The reason why is because Daniel got the dream from God Almighty. And Daniel shared it with the Gentile nation and with the Jewish nation. And Daniel was an inspired prophet. And his name means judge. This Antichrist, when Daniel saw that leaven horn, it marveled him. And he said this leaven horn came up amongst the other ten horns. And guess where Spain at? Spain is right among the other ten nations that's in Western Europe. And Western Europe now is called NATO, or the European Common Market, and they're linked up with America because America came from Britain, and Britain is known to have that dictator-type government because it was a revolutionary war that caused us to defend America so they wouldn't bring kingship over here. We wanted presidents because a king can reign as long as he lives. 
a president can reign on four years. And so America broke away from Britain. But now America is linking up with NATO in which they will fall into the arms of NATO and the Antichrist and New World Order and become a part of the New World Order that will be headed by the Antichrist. That's a fact. So King Felipe is the king of Spain. He stands at six foot six. Six foot six. He belongs to every secret society which is demonically influenced. He knows the Illuminati. He knows the Bapanet. He knows Skiva. He knows Skull of Bone. He knows all the world's secret societies, which is led by Satan, Satan, because they all deny the blood of Christ. They all deny from the masonry all the way down to the shriners. They deny the sacrifice. Ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ. They said it was nothing to it. Preaching of the cross to those that perish is foolishness. And preaching of the cross to the Illuminati, to the secret society, is foolishness to them. And so King Felipe has six letters in his name. He's a four-star general. He knows ten different kinds of languages. He worships the occult called dragon, the black serpent. He is a worshiper of demonic demons. He looked stout. He looked gorgeous, according to some women. And he looks immaculate. He's handsome. And when he comes on the scene, the world is going to accept it because It's going to take more than Trump. It's going to take more than Biden. It's going to take more. It ain't going to take, you can't get over more. It's going to take more than anything in the world for America to repent. It's going to take God Almighty for America to come out of this standing on her feet. And if America don't turn from her wicked ways, her a low-down, dirty, atheistic, agnostic country that we have become, filthy. And I know God got some Christians in America. I know that. I know that for a fact. But majority of America is making a handbasket to hell because they have took God out of the church. They took him out of the school. They took him out of everything. They told God, take a flying leap. We don't need you. That's what the world is saying. That's what America is saying. We don't need you. We need homosexuals. We need liars. We need backbiters. We need whoremongers. We need drunkards. We need gamblers. We, need, we don't need you. We don't need your righteousness. We don't need your blood. And guess what? The Lord said, you don't need it? Okay. Okay. 
Whatever you sow, that you shall also reap. You cannot mark God and walk away free. So what's going to happen in the middle of the tribulation period? Antichrist assassinated. It's going to be announced on the Internet. It's going to be announced on the TV. It's going to be worldwide. Christ has been killed. That's what they think he is, but he's an antichrist. He's not Christ. Christ has been shot. What? Oh, my God. My God, what are we going to do? We're going to bury him. That's what we're going to do. And when they bury him, they're going to let him lay in the morgue for about three days. If they're going to lay him in there a little longer, it's going to be about three days because what Satan is going to do, Satan's going to imitate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is going to be a phony quack, jackpot, jackleg resurrection. He's going to imitate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and it's going to fool the world. Going to fool the world. The biggest fool that ever will live on this planet, the biggest fool, is when he believes that this man is actually Jesus Christ. He's going to be the fool of all fools. And a majority of the world, according to Revelation 13, said that in all the world, all the world wondered after the beast. They're going to wonder after this man. But what are you going to do? Let's see what's going to happen before he can do this. It said, and there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, the great red dragon, having seven heads, seven world empires, the ten horns, European common market, and seven crowns. Seven crowns mean authority that these ten nations have through these ancient spirits that have been on this planet ever since the fall of Lucifer. And seven crowns up on his head. And his tail drew one-third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. You hear that? The devil drew one-third of the stars, which represent angelic beings, wicked. Angel, one-third and cast them to the earth. So Satan literally is going to come to earth. He's the prince power of the air now, but he's going to come to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was already be delivered, to devour her child as soon as it was born. As soon as Jesus Christ was born, go back a little bit, Herod found out that Jesus was born. He killed all the firstborn. early part of this rebellion. He killed all the firstborn under two years old. And he said, you're going to bring forth a man-child. As stated, this is the 144,000 that will come to Christ during the first part of the Great Tribulation. We aren't told exactly how this will be done. Israel under Christ will definitely fill the role in the coming millennium. And her child was caught up unto God. Christ was ascended up into heaven after the rapture. And not only after that, but the child was caught up 
represent the catching away of the church. To God, to his throne. And the woman fled in the wilderness, the remnant fled into the wilderness, which is Petra, where she had a place prepared of God, that they should feed her a thousand two hundred and three score days. The last three and one half years, these Jews will be headed into Petra, and they will be hid for 1,260 days until the tribulation is over. And then, here's where Satan is cast out of heaven. And there was a war in heaven, not the third heaven, but the first and second heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, the devil, and the dragon fought against his angels. So there is a galactical battle that's going to go into the realms of the universe. First and second, they're going to be an awesome war. Michael and his angels are going to fight against Satan and his angels. Let's see what happens. And prevail not. Satan did not prevail. He did not overcome Michael. Satan then will defeat. Incidentally, it is not Satan who instigates this war, but rather Archangel Michael at the command of God. Neither was there found. They were not found. They were not found anymore in heaven. Satan coming on down here now. He don't came all the way down from heaven for the last 2,000 years. Now he's coming to earth. Neither was there found place anymore in heaven. He no longer will be in heaven. The great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angel was cast out with him. Now, when this event happens, all the demons that's in heaven now, all the spirits that's in first and second heaven, and the dragon, and Lucifer, and Satan will be cast out to the earth. They will be on, they will be foot, foot ground. They'll be on, on the ground, on the earth. And when Satan is cast out, the Antichrist is laying in the moor. He's been in there for three days and three nights. When he's cast out at that Pacific time, Lucifer, his angels, and all his cohorts will verify that old Lucifer, that old dragon, the old red serpent, the old snake one, the old Beelzebub, will actually incarnate himself into the Antichrist and literally raise him from the dead. When he gets up and be resurrected from the dead, he will consider himself as being God Almighty. And by him being God Almighty, the world will marvel at this miracle. They will be stunned. They will be emulsified. They will be terrified. 
and they will be miracleized and saying, this man is God Almighty. Where is that found at in the Bible? Let's see what he found. Let's go to the 13th chapter of Revelation. All right. We're going to start out at the third verse, at the 13th chapter of Revelation. And it says now, out of all the kingdoms that were, the 10 European common market, all the kings that was with, that came before this leveled horn, the 10 toes, the 10 crowns, all these kings never experienced this. But he said, and I saw one of his head. All right, there's 11 heads. 10 heads represent the 10 European common market. And then he said, one of his heads, the 11th head, is known as the horn in the book of Daniel. This horn had eyes and spoke great things against the most high. So this horn will be satanic. All the rest of them are satanic, but this is the main satanic. And he spoke great things against the Most High. So that's the devil and all his cohort speaking against God Almighty. Little puny thing, little weak, frail thing. He ain't got no power. The only power he got is to destroy. He can't heal nobody, fake healing. He can't, he can't speak and things that happen. He ain't got that kind of power, but he got demons to work for him to do miracles. And one of his heads, as it was wounded to death, death, the assassination. That's the assassination of the Antichrist. And his and his deadly wound was healed. His deadly wound was healed. So that means that he was resurrected. After he was resurrected, and the people saw that he was resurrected, it will be televised, it will be YouTube, it will be TikTok, it will be Twitter, it will be all the internets and downloaded apps will visualize What's going on? And it says, after it was healed, to finish that sentence, it says, and all the world wondered after the beast. This refers to part of the world has conquered. Refers to the part of the world that has conquered, but with the entirety of the world indefinitely paying with homage now seem to exclude a superhuman ability. And what they do, they worship the beast, the dragon, which gave power to the beast. The dragon is the devil, gave power to the beast, gave power to the Antichrist. He becomes the beast. He becomes animalistic. He becomes bloodthirsty. He becomes mad. He curses and blasphemes God. And they worship the dragon, which had power into the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, now, this is what they say. Who 
Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? There won't be nobody on this planet that will be able to defeat this Antichrist. Nobody. Nobody until the king comes. This king is not an ordinary king. This king is the king of kings. This king is the one that came down through 42 and two generations. This is the king that was born of a virgin Mary. This is the king that walked the shores of Galilee. This is the king that healed the sick and raised the dead. This is the king that fed 5,000 with two fishes and five bottles of bread. This is the king that spoke to the wind and it obeyed. This is the king that told the disciples, I've got to go down in Jerusalem and suffer many things. This is the king that said, i got power to lay down my life. i got power to pick it up again. This is the king that let the humanity nail, nail to his hand. This is the king that hung on Calvary's cross. This is the king that dropped his head between the rocks of his shoulder and gave up the ghost. This is the king that went down in the bowels of the earth and set their captive free and came up on the third day morning. This is the king that says, I'm going away, and if I go away, I will come again. This is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will stop this beast. He will stop this old red dragon. He will stop Beelzebub. He will stop him in his tracks at the Battle of Armageddon. But there's no man on this planet that can stop this Antichrist but Jesus Christ. Woo! And they worship the dragon, which has power to the beast. They worship him and said, who was able, able to fight him? Nobody. And there was given to him a mouth. There's that mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given to him to continue 42 months, three and one and a half years, 1,260 days. He ruled the earth, tore it up, ripped apart. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God and blasphemed his name and his tabernacle, refers to heaven and them that dwell on the earth. And it was given to him to make war with the saints. In other words, his Antichrist is going to slay anybody during the tribulation period that carries the name of Jesus and trust in Jesus. He's going to behead them. America is going to fall under the iron fist of the Antichrist. And they're going to cut heads like watermelons. Blood is going to be all in our streets. People are going to be fighting and murdering and killing. People are going to be taken to concentration camps. And they're going to be waiting for the guillotine because the devil said, I'm going to kill everybody that will not worship me. And that's going to come when he says, sets up the image of the beast. He's going to cause it, the beast to speak. 
And this is called robotic. This is called using machinery and human ingenuity to speak. And this image of the beast will speak, and when he speaks, he will speak this. This is what he will say. He'll make war with the saints, and the saints to overcome them. And power is given to all kindreds and nations and tongues. And all who dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Majority of the world will worship the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of life. Of the Lamb, slain from the foundations of the world. If any man hear him, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword shall die by the sword. He is the patient and faith of the saints. Uh-huh. He said, I saw another beast come up out of the earth. And he had two horns, like a lamb. And this lamb, but he spoke. As a dragon, this represents the false prophet. This is what the Bible says. This is this the Bible. The false prophet. Who is the false prophet? The biggest false so-called prophet is found at the Vatican. The Pope is a false Christ. He's a false prophet. He speaks damnation to souls of men. He does not believe. Listen to what I'm saying. He goes through the motion, but he does not believe that Jesus Christ was a sacred sacrifice of man's sins for the world eternally. And that he don't believe the new birth. He don't believe a change of life. He don't believe that Christ is the mediator between God and man because the Pope believed that he is God on earth. He is not God on earth. He's the devil on earth turning millions and millions of people away from the true gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now listen to what he does. He exercised all powers of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast. So he dignified and pushed the world to worship the Antichrist, whose deadly wound was healed. He's been resurrected. Now worship him. And he, false prophet, does great wonders and signs that he makes fire come down out of heaven on earth in the sight of men and deceive them that dwell on earth by means of those miracles. He had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them who dwell on the earth that they should make an image. There you go, image of the beast, which had the wound 
by a sword did live. And he, false prophet, had power to give life to the image of the beast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.